Hello, welcome everyone. I'm Bruce. I'm Greg. And I'm Casey. Together, we will dive into the mysterious world of the hit TV show, Supernatural. Join us as we follow Sam and Dean on some crazy adventures, as we break down episode by episode and have some fun along the way. Today's episode, Season 2, Episode 6, No Exit. Premiered on November 2nd, 2006. Directed by Kim Manners and written by Matt Whitten. We are Natural, Natural Friends. 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 We've got our pal Greg, we've got our guy Bruce, they've got their other friend who's pretty cool. We're gonna spend some time with Sam and Dean, we're gonna kill some monsters and break down a scene. Remember, spoilers ahead. This week on Supernatural, Joe proves that she can get herself captured by supernatural monsters just as well as Sam and Dean when the three of them hunt down the ghost of H.H. Holmes. So this opening scene, the girl is like walking around and the, the weird goop is falling down from the ceiling and it's coming through the walls. Right. I just watched the weirdest horror movie over the weekend called let me make sure i got it girl on the third floor oh <laughs> um general idea it's it was an old like brothel um you know ghosts are created in situations like that and they haunted it but they were like inside the walls oh. and they would like the scoop would come out through like the outlets and like uh things like that and then like if there was a hole in the in the wall um sometimes they'd peek through and you'd see their eyes <laughs> so like that's very relevant right <laughs> i was like I, like i doubted the inspiration was from there but that's weirdly <laughs> close right <laughs> oh and this is a recent movie mm-hmm. yeah i'm pretty sure yeah it came out last year so unless somebody like was on set and they're like hey they did this <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool was it weird for you guys, too, that that light switch didn't have a cover on it? So she just had a conversation with the landlord talking about how he was, she, she wanted it ready to move in. So I, I don't know if that was implying that he was really actually a bad landlord and didn't have that ready to go. Because other than that, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I've I've had. I think one of my old houses did not have covers on a few of the light switches, so. I didn't even register it. Uh, but as far as renting a place, like, yeah, that's bizarre. <laughs> so maybe it it was to indicate that it is a real crappy apartment. But how new are the apartments? Because I know they said it was converted. Yeah, I think it was very new. Oh, well, then, yeah, that's definitely weird. Maybe it was implying that it wasn't done, like they were yeah. still building it. Maybe. Uh, it was weird. It seemed, yeah. I mean, to me, it just seemed like it was not there so you had a reason to see inside the wall and mm. see the jump scare eye back there greg did it get you i don't think so i already forgot that it happened so i guess it didn't <laughs> i think at this point i was just like oh it's like the movie <laughs> <laughs> so we start catching up with sam and dean and uh dean says that they're heading out to la to go rescue katie holmes is that a scientology thing it was I a scientology thing okay. yeah Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. 
Um, well, you see, Bruce, Scientology is uh, a quote-unquote religion. Oh, no. We watched the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, oh, that girl from King of Queens. Oh. Uh, Leah. Remini. So while they're outside, they hear Joe and Ellen fighting inside. They run inside, you know, try to save the day. And whenever they try to get involved, Ellen tells them it's a bad time. But I swore I heard her say bedtime. <laughs> and then that coupled with their reaction uh, was it was pretty funny. So you guys should go back and sub in the words bedtime for that. <laughs> it's bedtime. That's that is extra fun because it's like. Maybe that's what they were arguing about. <laughs> Joe just didn't want to go down for bed. <laughs> Joe wants to go on a hunt. And I feel like Helen, even even for her reasons. Wait, did you say Helen? Helen. <laughs> I feel like she has her reasons, but still like your daughter's an adult. Maybe I'll change my mind when my daughter's an adult, but <laughs> I feel like I'll get to a point where I stop attempting to tell my daughter what to do. I think it's weird because like, how how old, I don't know how old they are in this actual scene, but I feel like they're supposed to be like early twenties. She is at least. Yeah, I think. I I think Joe's supposed to be like pretty close to the same age as Sam. So like me, I I guess that makes sense. Like <laughs> she's sort of in that weird like I'm an adult, but I've only been an adult for like three years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a like a like a my roof my rules situation. That's true too. That's a good point. <laughs> You work at my bar. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the Nebraska family comes in and uh, tries to you know get some food. And they decide to go to Arby's instead. Uh, Greg, do you ever miss working at Arby's? No, not at all. How many curly fries did you eat? Arby's, at least the one I worked at, was pretty stingy about like food. I think we got a, but like, a discount. But I snuck some. Honestly, I didn't eat that much. I probably could have gotten away with a lot. And I, I just didn't. I'm glad I didn't. But I still love the taste of Arby's. It's so good. Casey, I will push back with a slight correction that I think this family is decidedly not a Nebraska family. Is that they are tourists who think that this is the happening place to be. Well, maybe not this, but they have Nebraska's for lovers shirts like they're <laughs> touring nebraska oh for sure so they, they've got to be from i'm gonna say i didn't hear much of an accent so i'll say ohio they're from ohio and then joe uh gives the details of the case to the boys and they get on board pretty quickly to take it from her um because we continue the roller coaster of what is the correct level of information to need to look into a case <laughs> we've looked into less they said it again we're back at it yep <laughs> i want to chime in my favorite thing in the world right now is dean being afraid of her emma's mom did you say did you say emma <laughs> is her name emma her name's joe you can say that whole <laughs> sentence again <laughs> wait so who's well, why we're here ellen and joe. joe yes joe is the older one no wow <laughs> <laughs> Joe is the younger one. Ellen is the older one. Yes. Okay. Ellen's the older one. Yep. Okay. Ellen is mother. <laughs> All right. I wanted to say my favorite thing um, is Dean being afraid of Ellen. Um, it's just, it's the, it's the greatest thing to see him like put in his place over this, his mom. <laughs> That's a good bit. So this case, they've had a similar one where like their dad picked up on a pattern 
and they didn't even question it then. And so Joe picked up on this pattern, but I just cannot suspend my disbelief on this <laughs> that again, I'm, I'm going to assume this, this roadhouse is located somewhere in Nebraska and even for a hunter or, or a want to be hunter, it's insane that she picked up on this 80 plus year pattern of this one apartment building in Philadelphia and even had a line about how, oh yeah, the cops didn't pick up on this pattern because it's so old. And she's like, how did you pick up on this pattern? That's insane. Not, it's not insane that, that, that I guess I should say it's possible for her to do that, but the amount of things that she would have to work to look into is unbelievable for her to stumble upon that. Like every single murder on the East Coast and like, oh, this might be a pattern. I mean, they all happened in the same place. Right. But like, how do you think she discovered it? I mean, theoretically, it wouldn't be that hard, right? It's hard for the cops. <laughs> but the cops aren't going to look at it the same way. Uh-huh. Joe clearly doesn't get to leave this roadhouse, right? Uh-huh. So she has a ton of time to look into things and do the research. So the mysterious disappearance pops up in Philadelphia. Cool. Investigate a little bit more and you would probably pretty quickly find that it had happened before. And if you just keep tracing it, like, I feel like it wouldn't take that long. Yeah, I guess. I just feel like there would be a lot of disappearances that you would have to look into for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot. And from the sound of it, this is the first time she's ever found one. Okay. That's a good, yeah. All right. So maybe, yeah, she's working harder than I picture her. She doesn't seem to be the most truthful person out there. So maybe she's getting her information from somewhere else. Maybe someone with uh, <clears throat> yellow eyes. Whoa. All right. <laughs> okay. Heel pain. Heel pain. But, I mean, she's definitely not fully trustworthy. So, <laughs> Where does this episode take place, Greg? Philadelphia? Philadelphia. Yeah, I... I pronounce philadelphia so slowly and i often mispronounce did you hear first <laughs> i mm. said philadelphia is that yeah yeah i knew you were gonna <laughs> pick up on that all right let me let me throw this in there philadelphia and then you can just throw that in there that sounds so unnatural for <laughs> you to say it like does that hurt you <laughs> yeah. i don't know why. i yeah i mean especially from the spelling i know it shouldn't be pronounced philadelphia but that's kind of how I pronounce it. But it's usually fast enough that you wouldn't pick up on it. <laughs> As in the middle of the word, it was too late to turn. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. It's my favorite Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> <laughs> the boys go to investigate the apartment and find the ectoplasm. And um, Sam states that ectoplasm, he, it's very rare and it's only normally found with very strong spirits. Um, so it was apparently our first time seeing it on the show. And, um, then they run into Joe who decided to follow them and pretend to be Dean's fiance. Girlfriend. Something like that. Pretends to be Dean's partner. <laughs> there you go. Well, even before she shows up, they, they make comments about like Dean straight up says, could you see her out here working one of these things? I don't think so. And it's just like, why, why not? Like, I like that, like, I mean, it comes 
um, a little bit later, but he clarifies that like it has zero to do with the fact that she's a woman. It is purely that she's an amateur. Okay. Yeah. I forgot that does come up later. Um, my thought on that is, do they have an apprenticeship program? What do they, what do they do for, (laughs) for new hunters? Is it always just fathers and sons and mothers and daughters? Or is there like, I want to learn. From what we've seen, there is some type of I want to learn aspect to it. So like, yeah, they learned from their dad, but their dad learned from um, the guy who died in mm. Dead, Man, Dead Man's Blood. That's true. Yeah. There does seem to be a pattern of something happens to you, though, that kind of gets you into it. Um, I guess at that point we didn't know what was happening to her. So we're like, oh, why is this girl who is working at a bar trying to do this stuff? We find the motivation later. Along those lines with Dean and Joe, um, it feels like we're starting to like teeter the line a little bit of what this relationship's going to be. Um, cause to me, at least, it felt like there were very much a lot of this episode seemed more like Dean playing Big Brother than love interest. Yeah, yeah, but there's still love interests. It's cute. <laughs> I mean, especially with TV shows and movies, I always just automatically assume if it if something starts looking like a brother sister relationship, it, I'm always just like, oh well, that's temporary. They're totally gonna smash these two together. Thought you're gonna end it at smash. <laughs> they're, they're totally gonna smash. I, I'm a I'm a big believer in not having the friends start dating because once you get rid of that tension. It goes downhill. Dean and Joe go to investigate and Dean ends up finding some hair in a vent, which he thinks is a trophy. Um, But before that, he says that there's like a really familiar smell that he can't identify. When he found the hair, did you guys also think that that was what he thought he smelled? (laughs) No, because the whole time I was just thinking about ozone and I was wondering if they were making a meta joke. But uh, ozone, sulfur, something. There's something that I should be able to identify, but I haven't for quite a few episodes. Oh, <laughs> uh, he just put his hand in there too. Like, can you imagine putting your hand in and being like, oh, I know there's something in here, and then grabbing hair? <laughs> I, I think I might like I would have lost my stomach right there. <laughs> I don't know if they still do, but they used to have a mystery box at the Pittsburgh Zoo. Yes. And the only time I've ever seen it was my sister freaking out because it was a snake skin. And I can't imagine anything better to put in there. But um, anytime someone does that trope of like reaching into the darkness, I always just picture like he's going to pull out a snake skin. It, it wasn't. That would have been weird. Let <laughs> <laughs> me transition to um, a new woman's apartment and we already know what's going to happen. But. Uh, we get a reuse of the yes. effect from Hookman. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the line going across the ceiling and down the wall, which we never really find out. Why? What that was. Yeah. I what think that was they were just really proud of that effect because there was no storyline reason to do so. But during that scene, the spirit comes out of the vent and grabs the woman and pulls her to the ground. And then we cut away. But like... I would really like to know what happened next there. Right. What's the process of getting them down to that spot? <laughs> Does he pull her through the vent? I mean, they're okay at, when they get there. Yeah. Like his his hands definitely seem to move through these things, right? Like he's not right. solid. Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm telling myself he uh, initiates a non-corporeal state. 
temporarily. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah, that's like the only th- thing that really makes sense. But I mean, regardless of the solution, it, it seems silly. It, it's silly that he pulls them through a vent solidly like that. It's silly if he just like knocks them out and carries them somewhere. So I guess they said, I don't know how he does it. We're just going to cut away. <laughs> <laughs> through some further research, they find out that um, next to this apartment building used to be a prison, which is where um, they find out that there used to be an inmate by the name of Herman Webster Mudgett, better known as H.H. Holmes. So confession, Hmm. I had no idea who this was. (gasps) Me. So when he said that word, I was like, it it feels like I'm supposed to know who that is. So I paused it and I Googled it and I found out and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I unpaused it and they proceeded to explain everything about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's for you. <laughs> maybe I should just uh, let the episode go on a little bit longer, apparently. <laughs> Didn't this happen to you before? <laughs> it or does. something similar? I think so. Yeah, then Sam starts geeking out over H.H. H. Holmes because dude loves his two crime. And they talk about his history and everything. And uh, Greg, do you have anything you want to share about H.H. H. Holmes? Yeah, I have a couple of paragraphs I pulled up from history.com. Dr. H.H. H. Holmes was one of America's first well-known serial killers. He was indeed hanged to death in Philadelphia in that prison that they named. Holmes started off his career in crime with a series of insurance scams whereby he requested coverage for non-existent people and then presented corpses as the insured it's also worth noting that he came from like a rich family so it's really bizarre that he felt the need to do this in 1886 holmes moved to chicago to work as a pharmacist a few months later he bought the pharmacy from the owner's widow after his death she then mysteriously disappeared with a new series of cons holmes raised enough money to build a giant elaborate home across from the store the home which we know as the murder castle, I think they call it, had secret passageways, fake walls, and trap doors. Some of the rooms were soundproof and connected by pipes to a gas tank in the basement. His bedroom had controls that could fill these rooms with gas. Holmes' basement also contained a lab with equipment used for dissections. Eleven years after this episode, I found an article that says, H.H. Holmes, Tests confirm serial killer's body in grave. I was wondering if the the cement lore was true, and it was. And in 2017, the H.H. Holmes descendants had his grave exhumed. There wasn't any DNA left, so they confirmed it with his dental record because there has been a rumor for 100 years that he escaped his death penalty. But he was indeed dead in the cement and they put him back where he rests to this day Bruce there's a really fantastic episode of lore about H.H. Holmes and they um it really dives into the murder castle and like the building of it um and I'll link to it in the show notes so everyone can check it out cool with this information they also find out that H.H. Uh, Holmes liked to use chloroform to incapacitate his victims and that turns out to be the smell that dean recognized 
Was that was that was that supposed to be a joke? <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> but like why does Dean know the smell of chloroform so well? I think it was this scene where they're not hiding that cast. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce, they didn't hide it last episode either. They did. <laughs> they tried. They were too good. <laughs> that's what that's the problem. I am gonna start watching for like certain like things that Sam has to do though, because like climbing down like ladders and doing all those types of things are going to be much harder because he has a cast on. And I'm curious if they're going to keep that in the show or just kind of like brush across it. Um, Bruce, did this episode seem like light on Sam Winchester at all for you? Yeah. I, I mean, I'd say so. It was definitely Dean and Joe centric. That's because Jared Padalecki was having some work done on his hand during the production of this episode. So he was absent for a little bit. That's pretty good writing, writing around that, because it's not until you mention it that I realized like when they split up, they would normally have Dean and Sam from both their angles say like, we're clear over here, we're clear over here. And this time it was just uh, Dean confirming like, Sam's good. He's on the north side or whatever. It's like, oh, yep, huh? Yeah, I never like felt like Sam was missing for some weird reason. Yeah, it was pretty good. So Dean and Joe go to do some more of that exploring, and they get in a tight space. And Dean says that he should have cleaned the pipes. Yeah, yeah. He said that. Uh-huh. He's having a weird day, huh? Yes, that was that was not a big brother move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, where are you going, stepsister? <laughs> but it, he was like, I can't get through there. It it kind of really looked like if he just tried, he would have been able to squeeze through that area. <laughs> Same thing happened with Joe later too, where she was like, oh, I can't get through this section. He's like, You're clearly at a forty five degree angle right now. <laughs> And then Joe decides to go off on her own for a little bit and ends up getting kidnapped by H.H. Holmes. And then Dean uh, realizes what happens and starts to go crazy looking for her and starts smashing in the wall with a hammer. Um, Did you guys catch like the uh, music (laughs) stings whenever he was hitting the wall? Oh, no. (laughs) There's like these um, like orchestral stings. Every time he hits the wall, it's actually really cool. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's really well done and it's like pretty different for the show. So it comes off really well. Um, You should go back and check it out real quick. It's really good. Once they started doing this, I was like, does anyone else live in this apartment building? (laughs) (laughs) Right. The landlord's nowhere to be seen. (laughs) It's just just breaking holes in walls now. Or even when they were discreetly in the walls they were talking very loud i'm just like you're next to someone's living room right now it's bizarre so ellen calls because ellen figured out the truth because of course she did and uh dean immediately says i promise we'll get her back that is quite the big promise that's an elsa-sized promise right there frozen to anybody no okay (laughs) <laughs> she could be dead already but he uh he's confident won't be the first time i've heard i promise from a winchester so oh joe 
It's a bit. This is a bit. <laughs> so Joe wakes up and immediately, like, she looks around and she's frantic and she finds her flashlight conveniently, um, is able to look up and see were those like nail scratches? You bet. So immediately I thought she was buried alive. And I like, even though I it's like it's a TV show, like she's the main character. This isn't how she's going out. I like I get nervous during things like that because I'm like, like, I can't breathe. Have you ever watched um, Buried, the Ryan Reynolds movie? Mm-mm. I feel like I have and I don't remember at all. Well, uh, there's just a lot of time where he's uh, buried. And uh, yeah, it's just like 90 minutes of that feeling. <laughs> I was so relieved when she looked over and there was like those slits in the side of the <laughs> the cage or whatever. <laughs> okay, she's fine. So with like the way these shots are set up, 75% of the time, she's not actually closed in. Hmm. Um, it would either be like if it was external, she might not be in there. If it was internal, the lid wouldn't be on or whatever shots they could get away with it, it wouldn't actually be closed. Mm-hmm. But the occasional shots where they, it was through the slit, she actually had to be inside of there, lid down. And even knowing like she could get out of there at any moment she needed to, she said she would even get a little claustrophobic there and start to panic a little. Probably helping the acting. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> exactly what um, I'm pretty sure Kim Manor said the same thing. Like she's supposed to be shocked. So it worked. <laughs> the boys end up finding Joe down in the sewer. And ever since they found out H. H. it was H.H. H. Holmes, they've had this conflict of how they would what they would do about it because his body was buried in the concrete. They couldn't salt and burn it. And I think they came up with a pretty good solution of trapping him inside a salt circle. Straight out like Looney Tunes, this <laughs> trap they got. Right. So cool. <laughs> it's fun. I was also, I didn't look back. Is the salt circle good for ghosts? Was that already determined? Or was it only demons so far? And this is the first time. No. Did we use it I on Hookman? I can't remember what it was, but I mean, we know like salt affects spirits. That's why they shoot them with salt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering if we established like the circle. But yeah, it was neat. It was a really fun little twist. They also play it off. Like I thought they were going to just gonna shoot, shoot him again. I was like, oh, what's that going to do? Maybe get shot twice and it's worse. But no, <laughs> just drop salt everywhere. And then Dean shows up with the stolen cement truck. <laughs> How do you even do that? With cement in it. Like, yeah. Ready to go. <laughs> and they uh, trap him down there forever. So he's he's just standing there in the middle of the circle. Yep. And then they put the concrete into it. Yeah. So that just makes it so that people can't go into there. Right. But yeah. he can still get out. Question mark? Still so, because he stole the salt. Okay, the salt. Yeah, yeah. So that whole thing was just to prevent anything from getting down there and breaking the circle. Okay, because I got kind of confused. I was like, "Wait, is the concrete to keep him in? Like when you encase a ghost in concrete?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like you do. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a fun little uh, road trip scene with Ellen in the front seat, and uh, she's cold as ice. Another great song to play. She was angry. That's a long trip for that that type of tension. All the way from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. To- <laughs> <laughs> then we get to our real end scene where we find out 
the truth about why John never told them about the roadhouse. <sighs> Woof. My favorite thing, um, when Joe comes out and Dean walks over and he's like, hey, what's wrong? And she's like, leave me alone. And he's like, okay. And he just walks away. <laughs> See you. <laughs> like, <laughs> message read. <laughs> she didn't let him walk away, though. <laughs> yeah, it turns out that John was possibly responsible for Joe's dad dying. We still don't have those details, but yeah, it looks pretty bad. Right? We don't have exactly what happened. No, just- all, all we got was that John made a mistake and it caused her dad to die. Um, for the reveal of this, I just want to say that, uh, Ellen, she said like father, like son. And it was, I think it was meant to come off as like, she let it slip and then like told her and it's just like, nobody talks like this. Nobody accidentally says like father, like son. It's not a thing that happens. And I dislike it when it happens in television. I mean, that specific phrase or just... An idiom that you have to think of to match the scenario. You 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 think of it, you match it to the scenario, and then you decide to say it. Like I, it's not an accident. I just. What if what if she uses that phrase constantly, every day? Or I mean, she's probably been thinking of it for a while now. Uh huh. This is the the heat of anger. I just I I disagree that this would come out accidentally. It's fine if if she'd have just. Let it loose and then just said, here's the truth or whatever. But it definitely came off as, oh, I didn't mean to to tell you right now, but I guess I might as well now that I've said that. Speaking of parents, um, I did like the scene between Dean and Joe where Dean's telling Joe, I can't remember the exact words, but pretty much to like treasure what she has with Ellen before it's gone. Yeah. Which I think... it's just like nice emotional growth of Dean and like adjusting to the loss of his father. I thought it was a nice touch. And with that, um, the knife scene was really good too, as far as like emotion, the exchange of the knife and then having to give it back because he now realized what that meant to her. And it's useful. It's iron. Yeah. And it's iron. So that's cool. Reviews. 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 I give this episode seven multi-murderers out of ten. It's a fun concept. I really enjoyed that it was essentially an urban legend that is 100% real. H.H. Holmes is a real person. The The whole plot with Joe and her mom um, was a bit off to me. I mean, we've, we've discussed it and, and like it, it makes sense to an extent and especially with her dad dying, but, uh, I don't know. I just wasn't a huge fan of essentially that that B plot. But uh, seven multi murderers out of ten, not bad. Greg, seven this, out huh? of ten dead serial killers. Hey. Like like you said, um, this is a fun episode. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I love the Dean and Joe dynamic. Those little jokes here and there uh, just kept it lighthearted when it needed to be. I enjoyed watching Joe. Um, tag along with them and allowing the boys to sort of be more veterans this time. We've seen a lot of uh, mentors, but we've not seen any apprentices at this point. Uh, so it's kind of see kind of cool to see the dynamics change and uh, whatnot. 
like you said, um, the lore was cool, but at the same time, like I could have used a little bit more into it. I, I realized that it was he was already established as this like historic, but I could have seen him do more. Like you said, maybe see them, him drag them to the uh, cage or so- something along those lines. I-, I could have used more of what he does <laughs> other than hang out in walls. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, seven out of 10 dead serial killers. I give this one a six and a half out of 10. Multi-murderers. Stop <laughs> using decimals. We could be the same. Okay, go on. No, we only do unanimous on eights. <laughs> um, there was just a lot. Like there were some really good ideas in this episode, but for the most part, I don't think they played to their maximum potential. Um, like you said, Bruce, like using H.H. Holmes is a cool idea. Using a spirit, very cool. Adding the complication of definitely not being able to salt and burn his bones is even better. But then, like, what does he actually do this episode? No idea. Okay, he gets the he gets these women in these coffins in a sewer, but then what? I feel like we were just lacking a lot with our monster this week. And the only thing that really saved this episode for me were those character moments like Ellen, Joe, Sam and Dean. Um, They're all good characters. They're all good actors and they all have really good chemistry together. So anytime they're interacting, it's hard to go poorly, even if it is some forced conflict or dialogue's not as good as we would hope. It's it's still nice to all see them, see them all together. So six and a half out of ten. Next week on Supernatural, we're watching Season 2, Episode 7, The Usual Suspects. Sam and Dean investigate the murder of a lawyer and his wife. Right before they died, they claimed they'd seen a ghost. Can I just say something that we haven't talked about enough? What? Episode titles this season. Way better than Season 1. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't have it like written out for me in the title. Exactly <laughs> what it's, what gonna it's be. going to be. Bloody Mary. What, <laughs> what will happen? <laughs> I don't understand that summary. They go to investigate a murder and his or a lawyer and his wife, but they claim that they saw a ghost before they died. That's why they're investigating it. But how did they tell somebody that they saw the ghost? I That's bet what we'll you'll find just have to out. watch the episode. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. That's the supernatural part, I guess. <laughs> Uh, next week we are not going to have a very story centric uh, episode Um, we will focus a lot on this mystery Um, I'm still sticking I can't remember when exactly I said but Dean and Joe will kiss at mid-season so episode 11 or 10 and same same episode or same two episodes we will know what dad said to Dean. Okay. Do you think Joe will go on more hunts? And if so, will she be with the boys, go on her own, or get her own partner? She's going to go with the boys for a while. She'll be their their companion along the way? Yeah. Uh, not not next, not next episode, though. Okay. It, uh, okay. Mom, Mom's still mad. <laughs> We're going to give her a second because we have to get we have. To, yeah, we have to get through that conflict of my dad is stronger than your dad or whatever. <laughs> my dad killed your dad. So yeah. speaking of, do you think we'll hear about the details on that? And do you think John's name will be cleared or is he the reason? Is he really the reason that her dad is dead? 
we are going to find out and it's going to be worse than we think. <laughs> like right. it's it's going to be John's fault because John um sacrificed him for whatever they were doing um because it was like the greater good or something along those lines. So it's going to be his fault and then Dean's going to have to kind of work through that because like dad's dead and we have this kind of good he he's in a good headspace about dad um ish um and this is gonna kind of give a, a conflict of like oh was he really that good of a person for any questions comments or smart remarks send them to natural friends podcast at gmail.com find us on instagram and facebook at natural friends podcast and twitter at nat friends pod thank you to our fans and our wives for continuous support if you enjoyed this drop us a review and subscribe thank you for joining us we are Natural, natural friends. friends. Super natural friends. Super natural friends. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd say so. It was definitely Dean and Emma, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing Emma. Dang it. I wrote Emma. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mess. Thank <laughs> you.